What's up, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Avoiding the Puddle. My name is Eris. I'm going to be our host for this series of podcasts. And now, originally, I was planning on doing this podcast alone, but I felt like maybe it needs a little feminine touch. So I decided my good friend, MYK, I'd ask him on to co-host this with me so we could talk about some Tekken. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, Eris? What's up, everybody? Um... You know, as you guys know from uh, I Am Tekken series, the podcast before with uh, MYK's second time, it's been like in a long hiatus, and uh, I've been busy with school and other stuff, so I was like, you know, we should reboot the whole podcast series with something else and bring something new. So this is what it's going to be. It's like a reboot of the whole podcast thing, and uh, Eris is going to be the main host, and we'll see. And we're going to... We have a new format that he's going to explain. So Yeah, so this is kind of the new uh, idea I had for a podcast. It's going to be a little more interactive with the community. Uh, it's going to be split into two segments. Every episode is going to have a first portion where me and Mike pretty much shoot the shit, talk about whatever we feel like talking about, and we're going to take suggestions on these topics. You can uh, let us know on what you want us to discuss, maybe topics about strategies, maybe problems you're having that are Tekken related, uh, you know, general news, things that are coming up. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be Tekken related. We're, we're loosely based on Tekken, but fighting games in general, big tournaments, uh, maybe ways to make your scene stronger, or, you know, what, whatever's going on, you know, in the tech. Even if you got a problem with your fucking girlfriend or whatever, <laughs> hit me up, whatever you feel like talking about, as long as it's not retarded. You know, we'll cover it. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, talk shit and all that stuff. Now, the second portion of the program is going to be the standard interview style that MYK had earlier on his Tekken time. So we're going to get, uh, you know, different players, whoever we could get. And uh, uh, I'm going to try to announce who the next, um, the next guest is going to be early so that maybe we can get some questions uh, so that you can, you know, find uh, get get the answers you want from the players you're going to be listening to, and that's pretty much going to be the format overall. Um, we got a few cool guests lined up, and on today's show we have Mr. Fighting GM, who did really well uh, at the recent MLG tournament, and he just really impressed me overall. So I had to get that clown on here and just you know talk to him about all that stuff, but. We got a bunch of different things we want to talk about before we get to that interview, so we're just going to get right down to that. Uh, first thing I wanted to talk about is this. Everyone knows about it. It's Marvel vs. Capcom 3. It's the new hype. Everyone's excited. I mean, are, are you planning on playing that, Mike? Um, I might, but I'm a little scared I might get shot someday. So oh, boy, not... come on, dude. Let's <laughs> not talk about racism, all right? <laughs> what? No, look, you know, here's the thing. I mean, I don't. Have you played the old uh, versus series at all, or is this would this be um, versus game? I mean, I played when I was a kid, like when I didn't even know anything about like competitive fighting games. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, fight. yeah, that's pretty much the case. Everybody's played them. I mean, Wolverine and shit. You gotta play that game, you know. <laughs> but here's the thing. The reason I'm bringing up Marvel versus Capcom three on a Tekken podcast is I have a theory on, or it, it's either a theory or a suggestion to Namco. So either way, we'll see. Either next week is E3, so either I'm going to look like a fucking genius or I'm going to look like a fucking retard. But the, the, what I'm saying is, in the mid-90s, the Versus series started popping off, and everyone was loving that shit. Arcades were loving it, Spider-Man versus fucking Ryu and all this shit. And in 1998, I think it was, Marvel vs. Capcom 1 came out. 
Huge success. Everyone loved it. And then all of a sudden in 99, Tekken Tag pops up. And that becomes... It, it solidifies competitive Tekken in the United States. I mean, that's the game that kind of set off the Tekken we know and love today. The, yeah, kind of like cemented its name into like the Tekken community. I mean, exactly. it's like, we still talk about it today. So Absolutely, like, yeah. I mean, that's strong style. I mean, I know you were there. Uh, we watched uh, Unconquerable playing STL Bad Boy and Tag. I mean, these guys don't even play that game anymore, and it was just so much fun to watch. Yeah, so that, that was... That was ridiculous, man. Like, uh, what was it? True Ogre on the ground, and he has, like, that instant teleport into the air. I don't know what it is. Oh, man, dude. You are a scrub, dude. Come <laughs> on. Like, I, I think it's, like, 1 plus 2 or something, right? Where he's, like, when he's, like, face face up, feet towards position, yeah. and he just flies up and goes past you. Yeah. And then, well, obviously knew that it's high. He ducks it and gets a free back throw, and there's only, like, two seconds left, and he's, like, Armor King's back throw only takes a second. Yeah. I was, like, what? No, there was a lot of really cool stuff going on. I mean, with Armor King's camera tricks, his sidestep is really good in that game, and all kinds of cool stuff. But now we're going off on a tangent, because we love Tekken so much. But my point is that, all right, Tag came up after Marvel vs. Capcom 1. Uh, I don't know if there was a relation. It could be a coincidence. But now it looks like the Versus series is making a resurgence, and we have, okay, Tekken 1, 2, and 3 came out, and then we got Tekken Tag. Now we have Tekken 4, 5, and 6. I think it's about time we get Tekken Tag 2, especially because Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is coming out. The versus uh, scene is popping up in all these fighting games. Even recently, in the last few days, they released a trailer for Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat. I don't know what it's called, Mortal Kombat 9, Nine or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like in the trailer there is some tag function where uh, it looks like some of the characters go into the uh, background. Like and move mode out. and stuff. Yeah, so it looks like something's going on that's tag-related. So, I mean, I think it's about time we get a new Tekken tag. we got all the characters ready to go. The, uh, you've got all the fans waiting. So, if Namco's listening, it's time. And hopefully, in about a few days, E3 is going to pop up, and we're going to see Tekken something tag. Tekken, something Tekken-related, so yeah, that's what I they mean, said. Yeah, definitely. I know something's going to happen in the Tekken world at E3, but I don't know exactly what. I mean, a couple weeks ago, they showed uh, an announcement that, um, what's his name, Harada made an announcement that Tekken 7 was coming out. But this was in Europe. And yeah, it could have been mistranslated. Exactly. Like, something exactly. A new Tekken, but they were, they were just saying Tekken 7. It's like, they, he exactly. just said new Tekken. Yeah, see, when I was in Japan and I spoke to him face-to-face, that's exactly what he told me. He said, we're no longer working on uh, Tekken 6, and we're working on the next Tekken project. Now, uh, Europeans, you know, they're kind of goofy, and (laughs) maybe it was translated incorrectly, and maybe they just interpreted it as Tekken 7, but maybe it's just the next installment of Tekken, which could be Tekken Tag 2. Who knows? This is all speculation, but we're, we're just looking forward to E3, trying to wait and see how that goes. Um, next thing I wanted to touch on is the Virtua Fighter 5 Final Showdown trailer that came out. Did you get to see this, Mike? No, I haven't. You gotta check it out. Virtua Fighter 5 Final Showdown. I'm not, I'm not per se a Virtua Fighter player, but when I was watching this, I, I kind of saw that it was up. I, I watched it and I was like, alright, Virtua Fighter 5, let me check this out. And I'm like, I'm, I'm beginning to get excited. But then I, I, all of a sudden, my excitement dwindled away. And I'm thinking to myself, why does this look familiar? You know, 1970s animation? Yeah, yeah I, I, I decided to do a little internet research, 
and I go to YouTube and I type in Virtua Fighter 2, right? So if you <laughs> type in Virtua Fighter 2 in YouTube, you scroll down a little bit and there's going to be a video of this guy named Bun Bun Maru versus this other guy named Damon Lau. And these guys are Japanese players. They're champion-level Japanese Virtua Fighter 2 players, right? So you watch this video. There's some hype and shit talk, whatever. Towards the end of the video, these two guys are, you know, duking it out in Virtua Fighter 2. And if you're watching these guys, high-level competitive Virtua Fighter 2 player, if you're watching the screen and you squint your eyes a little bit, it looks exactly like fucking Virtua Fighter 5 Final Showdown. And this shit came out in 1994, dude. Come on, yeah. guys. <laughs> you need to move forward with the Virtual Fighter series. I mean, do you play Virtual Fighter, Mike? Uh, I've pretty much never touched that game. <laughs> and I know the reason you've never touched that game. The reason you've never touched that game is because it looks fucking retarded, dude. It's, <laughs> it looks so old. They still have the sound effects. 16-year-old animations. And I know, dude. Exactly. The, the the sound effects of, like, an airplane taking off every time you do a homing move, and, like, every time there's a stun in that game, a big-ass fucking green joystick pops up and tells you what to do and stuff. I mean, give me a break, dude. Come on. This is the year 2010. I mean, look at games like Tekken. I mean, that shit looks beautiful. They reanimate everything, and Virtua Fighter is still using the old physics, the old animations, the way they bounce off of the wall and bounce off the ground. I mean, that stuff all needs to be revamped. I really like the series, and I know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, I know that it's supposed to be very popular uh, in other countries because of its... It's very big in Japan. Yeah, that's what they say, but, you know, I mean, at this point, you got to be big everywhere, and from what I gather from the Arcadia magazines, they say that it's not even top eight in the most popular arcade games in Japan. And oh, really? Tekken is way up there. I think Tekken is number two behind some Gundam bullshit. So oh, Tekken has been, like, number one for, like, two years straight, though. Yeah, I mean, th that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Now, the reason I'm bringing up Virtua Fighter, and I'm talking all this shit about Virtua Fighter looking so old, is because Tekken, I feel like the Tekken team... Never really had a threat. Yeah, they, they're not threatened by any games right now. They're sitting on top as the most, you know, popular fighting game in Japan, in Korea, and uh, on console in America other than, uh, other than Street Fighter 4. I mean, as far as 3D goes, there's no one, uh, you know, scaring them. They're comfortable. They're, they're on their throne. And I feel like the reason they need to step up Virtua Fighter 5 is because just the same way, you know, you're a player, and in, in order to improve, you need to have healthy competition, I feel like Namco needs to improve their console product by emulating Virtua Fighter 5. So what I mean by that is Virtua Fighter 5 has a really good uh, practice training mode. Oh, yeah, it does. I've seen, yeah. I've seen a couple things like that. It's like every input and every... It has like a frame thing where it counts your frames exactly. for you. Exactly, and people use that to test arcade sticks because it counts frames, yeah. And they have a command capture, they have thorough moveless, and they also have... Uh, really, really good combos that are like high-level combos taken from high-level players that they imp implement in the game, as well as strategies and all that stuff in the training mode itself. So it's not just like a typical training mode. It's a very intensive, you know, like it's really meant to train you to be your best, you know? And if Tekken could just drop this scenario campaign bullshit and yeah. just, I mean, what are you trying to compete with? God of War? 
Are you trying to <laughs> compete with God of War 3 with scenario campaign? Give me a fucking break, dude. I mean, you're not going to win. Do what you're good at. You know, Namco, do what you're good at and release a quality console version with all the modes that we need and throw in maybe like a combo challenge. You know, I, I haven't played um, Super Street Fighter 4 on console that much, but don't they have a combo challenge type of thing in that yeah, game? Yeah, they, they have a, they have a call, it's called challenge mode and then in, in that it's called trials. Mm-hmm. And then each character has like 24 different things you could do, like mm-hmm. combo wise and like moves wise. Mm-hmm. And the first couple ones are easy, but like later on where it gets to like 16, 17, 18, 19, you know, 20, uh-huh. that's when like the real like hard pro combos come in and stuff. Now when you're saying hard pro combos, I mean how pro are we talking? Are we talking like Really, really hard combos, or are we talking just like semi-hard? I mean, how does it look? I mean, uh, some characters have some really hard combos. Like, I think Vipers are pretty hard, but it's a, if you're not a Viper player, of course. But like, it's like it's stuff that you probably wouldn't do in tournament because they're not reliable. Yeah, it's like a it's like a challenge mode. This is what I keep hearing. It's like a it's like a challenge mode for fun that really takes skill. It incorporates uh, your skill at the game. And just, it's a general fun mode just to pass the time and unlock some random achievements or trophies or whatever the fuck you do, you know? I mean, why not do that, you know? Why are you wasting all this time with scenarios and all these cutscenes and a journal and all this shit <laughs> fucking reading? I mean, that shit is just out of control. You never see that on uh, Street Fighter. And look at it. It's the most... Is Street Fighter 4 is like the most successful fighting game of all time. They're about to pull 2,000 plus people at EVO, which just... Yeah, $20,000 prize for Yeah, it? if you're just what thinking the? about that, makes you just want to shit your pants. It's so crazy, you know? And if, if other companies li- like uh, the creators of Virtual Fighter, I think it's AM2 or whoever makes that game, and Namco, if they're not looking at this shit and saying, We're, we got to do something, we got to copy Street Fighter in some way, they're doing something right, they need to. Okay, that's that's what needs to happen, man. Cause I mean, that's how it is. And also, like the thing in like the Street Fighter uh, challenge modes is that uh, it shows you the combo. I mean, like it like lists it out for you, like uh-huh. what to do, but it doesn't tell you exactly how to do it. So like some of the challenges is that like it's figuring out how to do it exactly, and like what they mean by doing this combo. It's like oh. Like, some of them has Dan jumping up and down. It's like, okay, so I have to hit him while he's going up with the Honda. So I can hit him with the Supra when he lands. So it's uh-huh. like, you kind of have to figure it out on your own. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of have to, you know, test the waters by yourself, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tekken has, like, a small handful of combos that, you know, they have in the training mode. But, I mean... So they're usually shitty combos. They're like you know pretty simple generic combos, and there's no challenge there. You just look at the combo and it just goes by and whatever. Who gives a shit? And then you go on TZ and you actually figure out how to play the game like a man. You know, so you know, training mode is almost useless at this point. I mean, they really, I really feel like they need to step up their game. Virtual Fighter needs to step up their game so they can become a competitor. Uh, in the U.S. console market, so that Namco can feel a little bit of burn from another 3D fighting game and really uh, start taking care of business when mm-hmm. it comes to console release. Exactly. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to kind of mention uh, before we move on to the interview with Mr. Fighting GM is I wanted to mention recently at the last MLG tournament, I heard a story about uh, how a player or a couple players were late 
to their match. And um, what ended up happening, MLG has a rule that if you're late to your match, you get docked rounds based on how many uh, minutes you're late. So let's say you're late X amount of time. Yeah, that's what I gathered. I mean, I read about this uh, on the Internet, and I, I, that's what I concluded. If you're, you know, say, X amount of time late, you lose this many rounds in your next match. Now, I'm not going to mention any names because it's not relevant to the point. We'll just call I'm, it, like, opponent A and opponent B. Yeah, yeah, it, it's not relevant to the point I'm trying to make. But what I'm trying to say is, uh, at MLG, someone was late, and his opponent, instead of accepting the fact that this guy was late and he loses, let's say, two rounds, he decided that, okay, I'm not going to take those two rounds. I'm going to play this guy straight up. I'm going to play him like a man, quote-unquote. And, you know, this is this is um, this chivalry that's being applied to fighting games. It's been around in one shape or form for years, since the beginning of fighting games. And <clears throat> this is what I wanted to talk about, the tournament chivalry in fighting games. Now, this guy, many people might say, you know, oh, he did the right thing. Maybe, you know, he's, he's being a man, he's playing like a man, he's a tough guy. But in my opinion, that was the wrong thing to do. As long as you're following the rules, as long as you're not breaking any rules, you need to win by any means necessary. This person that you're playing is not your homie. He's not your brother. He's not your sister. He's your fucking enemy. He's trying to beat you in a tournament and put you in loser's bracket. So that's not going to happen, dude. You need to beat this guy by any means necessary. Back in the mid-90s, people would complain about, oh, this guy's throwing too much. Or, oh, yeah. this guy's turtling too much or using the same move. I know you've heard that shit a million times because yeah. you're a fucking turtle. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean you know, you, you've been hearing this shit for years. And that is just ridiculous. And people are just starting to shake this mentality of, oh, turtling is no good, or, oh, this guy's throwing too much. And if, if you can't break throws, you're going to get thrown all fucking day. And if you don't get thrown all day, your opponent is a retard. You know? Yeah. That's, that's what I have to say about that. You just got to do whatever it takes to win. It's like, it's like at EVO or like any major tournament, it's like that pause button rule. It's like... The other guy I pressed pause in the middle of your combo and make you drop your combo. It's like, all right, the rule is you're supposed to give up that round, but it's like, exactly. no, I want to, I want to, I want to play it off, man. I always, I just want to play the game. It's like, even though that combo could have saved your life for that round. Yeah, it's not even necessarily a combo. I mean, if two people are playing and one person hits the pause button, I mean, rules are rules, and if it's like definitive, this person hit the pause button. There's no. If I see someone just unpause and continue the round, it just makes me want to throw up, dude. This is a mistake that this guy made, and you it's need like, to punish his mistake, dude. That's it's, the like, it's like it's like that one thing you said when we were in the car. It's like you just block your opponent's low, and it's like no, no, no. It's okay, man. I knew you didn't want to go low right there. Yeah, that's it's, that's exactly the same shit. It's like let's say I'm playing against a Brian player, and he does a snake edge. And I blocked the snake edge, and I'm like, oh, you know what? And maybe he didn't mean to do a snake edge. I'm not going to punish it this time. I'm going to let him go, and it's no big deal. He's my buddy, you know? I'm like, what the, what are you, what are you doing, dude? What is this? This isn't a fucking tickling competition, all right? It's a, it's a tournament match, and you're going to win by any means necessary. Look at these tournaments in the South 
where these guys, like in Atlanta, final round, these guys have like six of their homies in the background barking insults at the people they're playing. They're talking mad shit. I mean, dude, that shit's hard to play. It's hard to play a tournament match with a bunch of people barking in your ear, but yet it's legal. I mean, why would you show chivalry when these people are not showing chivalry to you? You know, you yeah. got to win no matter what. I mean, whether it's smacking, you know, buttons really hard like Mad Dog Jin and Q-Dog, or whether it's, uh, you know, your homies talking shit in the other guy's ear, or whatever. As long as it's legal and you're following the rules of the tournament, anything goes. And any time someone fucks up, whether it's a mistake on the screen, or whether it's a mistake on the pause button, or whether they're late and they were too busy taking a shit or brushing their teeth or whatever, you need to take full advantage as much as you can and win by any means necessary. This is not, you know, some, you know, you're not homies, okay? You're enemies. During a tournament, you're enemies. So, I mean, that's pretty much what I wanted to cover because I didn't really like uh, hearing about that. And I don't like this resurgence of tournament chivalry. So I wanted to go over all that stuff. And um, before we move on to the GM uh, interview, uh, what's the contact information for people who are listening to this, for them to suggest topics or uh, if they have any questions or anything like that? How can they or contact us? Guest or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, I made a new email address on uh, imtekken.com. So if you guys want to contact us, it's going to be as simple as that. It's going to be contact at imtekken.com. You know, C-O-N-T-A-C-T at imtekken.com. So just send your emails over there and questions. And we'll probably post up about, like, the next guest or something. Well, other than this first one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what we're going to try to do is maybe um, as soon as we secure a guest, we're going to announce that this guy's going to be on the show. Send us some questions uh, for that guy. Nothing fucking retarded, please. Just, you know, legitimate questions. Don't waste anyone's time. And, you know, we'll, we'll try and get those questions to that guy. Um, and uh, also, just any ideas you have for topics... Like I said earlier, anything uh, fighting game related, anything Tekken related, strategy related, I, I, both MYK and I, we both really like talking strat, we like talking, you know, philosophical stuff, how to approach tournament matches, how to approach, you know, different types of opponents, so anything, you know, anything you feel like talking about, as long as it's not retarded, or any questions you have, just hit us up, uh, shoot an email over to that, uh, that email account, and we'll get to that. Is there anything else you gotta you wanna say before we move on to the interview with GM? Um, I just want like one point I wanted to talk about was uh, if they did bring tag like what we were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. like if they did bring a tag function into Tekken Six, I mean like let's say with like what we know about Tekken Six with like the bind and like the walls and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> how exactly would it work? Like, cause would it be like launch tag out or like bind and tag out or like you know? Well, I mean you know this is totally just like. We're just fans saying what we yeah, would like. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I'll tell you this much. If they have a tag function where they jump over the wall and come into the screen, and they also include a tag cancel like they had in Tekken Tag, um, could you imagine if you predict the opponent is going to tag out, and he jumps in and you get a wall combo on him, <laughs> predict correctly. Or, I mean, if you could tag out of a bind move. You know, if you could bind the opponent, tag out, and continue the juggle with the previous uh, with your with your you know teammate i mean yeah. there are so many possibilities there are you know and plus you know since it's going to be a new game you would imagine there would be 
um, tag-related throws like they had in oh, yeah, tag, yeah. tag-related moves. I mean, there could you know the possibilities are endless, and the game is pretty much ready to go. It's just a matter of adding a tag function, maybe two characters, and a couple new uh, tag-related moves, and you're you're good to go, man. So yeah, I mean, sh- who knows? Yeah, it should be good. I mean, like. Cause that's when like Tekken was really big, and right now Tekken has like slowly been dying down, and like this whole the whole Super Street Fighter thing, you know, kind of brought fighting games back, and like all these other games are popping out now, like Blaze Blue and like all Melty Blood and all these other games. So yeah, be interesting how. I I know. I mean, I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm really excited to see if it is another tag, but you know, chances are it won't be. It's a possibility. But, I mean, I really think it would be a great idea right now, like I said before, because of the Versus series uh, resurgence. Um, but, you know, who knows? It's, it's really hard to say how it will work out, um, especially because there are so many characters in Tekken right now. I mean, it's kind of difficult to imagine that they're going to add another two or three characters in the next uh, Tekken and not throw a tag in there. Yeah. It's kind of hard to imagine that, but... I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. E3's coming up, and uh, there's going to be lots of coverage. And hopefully by the time we record the next podcast, we'll be covering all kinds of cool shit that they uh, talked about at E3. And uh, I'm sure you guys will be sending us all kinds of questions and goofy-ass stuff about E3 as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, just so you guys know, um, our very own uh, Rip... From uh, the I Am Tekken website and also the Level Up Your Game series, uh, he 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 also he already got a pass off of uh, I Am Tekken's website to go to E3, so he'll be there and to give us some updates and stuff like that. So yeah, he's gonna be there firsthand. Plus, there's tons of coverage everywhere. So uh, you know, there's gonna be a lot of coverage, and we're gonna have a lot of stuff to talk to talk about in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. All right. And also, go ahead. okay. All right. So that's pretty much about it, right? We should get to. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless you have anything else to cover, we're pretty much ready to go with uh, Mr. Fighting GM, whom I uh, had an interview with yesterday, and uh, let's just pretty much get to that. All right, so I guess here's Fighting GM. Yep. everybody i got my good man mr fighting gm over here i'd like to welcome him onto the program what's up gm what's up iris how you doing today man i'm doing pretty good all right i really appreciate you coming on today all right let's get let's get right down to business man so i got a few questions for you firstly uh just a few days ago you placed second at mlg columbus ohio and this was one of the biggest tournaments to date and I wanted to ask you a little bit about that because, you know, as, as of today, you've established, established yourself as one of easily one of the best players in the United States. I mean, that's without a doubt. You've been placing consistently in majors, and, you know, that's, that's no surprise. But the big surprise of this tournament is your performance against the Korean players in the top four. Uh, so why don't you tell me a little bit about, 
you know, how that tournament went for you overall, uh, how you were feeling, you know, general stuff about the tournament, and, you know, how things were going for you that day. I was, I was feeling pretty confident when I, when I came uh, to, to MLG Columbus, because, like, uh, the last few tournaments I went to, I either won or played second. Right. So I've been, been doing pretty good lately, so mm-hmm. I was pretty confident going into the tournament. Okay. And, like, uh... I recently went back to how I used to play, right? Because uh, uh, Rain gave me tips before, like uh, to work on my movement. Because uh, he said one of my problems was I don't, I don't, uh, I don't move when I'm on the defensive. Okay. So I started incorpor- incorporating some uh, Korean tactics to my to my game, but okay. it wasn't really working out for me. So I went back to to the way I played. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So so, so you're telling me so Rain gave you some advice. I assume this was uh, at the previous MLG, right? It was actually a strong style. After strong style, oh, I okay. put it okay. into my game. And so he gave you some tips, but you felt like it was kind of taking you out of your element. and well, You weren't playing as well, huh? Yeah, I wasn't playing as well at all. I was I placing see. a lot lower and stuff. So so at Columbus, I came back to the way I usually play. The first day, um, I played uh, some random dude. I wasn't sure who he was. Uh-huh. And then uh, second second match, I had to play me in winners. Oh, okay, okay. So I was I was pretty confident against him because I you know I was ready for his brine, but then right. he kind of switched it up and used Devil Gin on me. And it That's kinda, right, I heard about that. Okay, it kind of mind boggled me a little bit. Yeah. Also, I was really surprised at it. So I was like, oh man. Yeah. Well, so he ended up putting you in losers there, right? Yeah, he put me in losers. Which is which is what ends up creating the Cinderella story of top four later on. We'll get to that in a minute. But so overall, you're saying you had to go back to your original style because switching, taking Rain's advice didn't really work out too well. That's pretty interesting. So, uh, what other major players did you have to uh, beat to get to the top four, uh, where where all the magic happened in top four? Who else did you have to beat to get there? I had to uh, the first day of losers. The second day, I had to play uh, Bronson Tran my first match. Okay, all right. How did that go? I beat him three zip, and he. he... He was a little pissed off, and he threw his stick and stuff. Oh, really? Man, I haven't yeah. seen him throw a stick in a few years. That, you must have beat yeah. him pretty well. All right, I like that. All right. Yeah, he got he got kind of salty there. So. <laughs> I, I never played him in tournament. I always wanted to play him because yeah. like, I almost played him in a 5.0 tournament like I, I clashed before, but, you know, he wanted to take my money and stuff, so yeah. I was kind of glad I beat him. Because <laughs> when I was a scrub, I was kind of like, oh, Bronson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So he played Julia, I heard, right? He played uh, Bruce the first game, then he switched to Julia. Interesting. Okay, cool. All right, so pretty much you went through the tournament, things are going well for you, and you land in top four. And this is where pretty much the magic starts happening. Now, for me as a spectator, I wasn't able to go, but I was watching the stream. Personally, I was watching you, and I was thinking, all right, this guy is probably able to beat one Korean here and there, you know, if he's on his A game. But this guy's got to beat Nin to get into top three, then he's got to beat Knee two times because you lost to him in winner's yeah. bracket, then you got to beat Holman two times. So I was like, it don't matter how good this guy is, there's no way he's going to do it. So tell me, what were you thinking going into top four against against Nin? I was, I was, at first I was a little nervous, but then I thought about it, because I, uh, since I played a lot of Koreans like Rain, Holman, and, and Tombo before, yeah. and I even played Ni and Nin at final round, right. so I had a good idea of how they play. Okay. And I have a lot of Steve experience because Faz primary character before was Steve Fox. Right. And uh, Sanford back then used to use uh, Steve in 5.0, so I was really, I'm really confident with that matchup. That's good. Okay. 
So I wasn't really uh, intimidated or anything by him. Yeah, so, okay. So you start playing then, and I don't have my hopes up. You know, as good as I know you are, and yeah. as much as I respect your game, I'm like, you know, I don't have my hopes up. And all of a sudden, <laughs> you start mopping the floor with this guy. I mean, they're close, they're tight matches, but you're doing really well. A lot better than I anticipated. So I start getting excited, I get my popcorn out, I take off my <laughs> pants, and I'm starting to watch you beat down Nin. So I was getting really amped up, and you start beating Nin down, and you finish him off, right? And now the yeah. whole crowd is real amped up. Everyone's chanting USA and shit. And then you walk up to Nee. Now tell me what's going on with Nee. This guy puts you in a loser's. You got to beat him two times. Tell me what's going on in your head. I felt like I heard that uh, he picked Devil Jin the first day on me because right. uh, Bronson and some others told me. That he picked Devil Jin on me because he felt I was a low level player. Okay. And he felt he didn't need to pick Brian to beat me. So All right. that matchup, it was a little personal for me. Okay, I gotcha. Know, it, was, it was more about respect than anything. I like so that. I, like, I really want to beat this guy down. Right, okay, okay. Well, you, you proceeded to beat him down. You took him off of, uh, if I recall correctly, you beat his Devil Jin at least two times. Then he switched to Brian. Uh, or, or did he, who else did he switch to? Steve? Yeah, he picked Steve Fox. Right, he picked Steve Fox, and I don't know why he did that. You just beat the shit out of Nin, who's one of the best Steves in the world, and this guy switches to Steve. You roll up his Steve, and then you proceed to beat his Brian. And I believe you beat him seven or eight rounds in a row. I mean, <laughs> I was just, I was blown away. I mean, everyone was blown away. Commentators, my grandma was blown away. Everyone was blown away. So at this point, everyone's chanting USA. Everyone's so hyped up and stuff. And we're thinking, this guy's going to win it, dude. You're, you're just like, like a fucking freight train. You know, you're all over it. So then you walk into grand finals against Holman. And you have some experience against him, I assume. And then so... What, what were you thinking there? Were you feeling like you were out of gas? Were you feeling maybe you can ride this momentum? How'd it go? I felt out of, out of gas already, and, like, all the past tournaments I've lost to recently were against Whole Man, so right. I kind of have, like, a little mind block against him. I got you. Yeah, it's understandable. I mean, you played pretty solid in the end there, but I can imagine after playing so many tense matches over and over with no break, I mean, you know, I can understand that you, you might run out of gas, but your performance was exceptional. I was very uh, entertained. Uh, watching you, and you know, there's you did a fantastic job. I mean, I don't think a single American player has been that impressive in a major. I mean, other like you know, Core won the previous MLG, and he did a really good job beating Holman. But you just went through two of the best Korean players, and arguably the best players on the planet, and you just went through them like that, and that was really impressive. So I want to give you some credit for that. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, of course. The, the next thing I want to talk to you about is. Your, your general feeling about uh, this, you know, this new trend of sponsored gamers and sponsored players and the kind of corporate tournament feel that has, uh, you know, Tekken has adopted. How do you feel about that in general? Do you feel like it takes away from the game or do you feel like it's the direction you like Tekken to, you would like Tekken to go in? Yes, I, I want to, I, I like the direction they're going with everything because, uh, you know, game fighting gamers have been been going at this for a long time. Yeah. You know, there wasn't no sponsors, nothing like that back yeah. then. Yeah. So sure. I like it. So it was, you know, it's worth it. You know, a lot of fighting game players try hard with with the sport and shit. Yeah, so, absolutely. Okay, so, so you're overall you're a supporter of the corporate, uh, you know, uh, attachment to Tekken and sponsored gaming and that type of thing. Most definitely. Okay. All right. I like that. Okay, so tell me this. I heard some rumors about this, that after you uh, played so well against the Koreans, there was a little bit of drama with Nin being upset about you beating him, 
and something to do with his wallet. It, tell me the story. What happened? He, I was just sitting down chilling. I didn't really want to play Tekken no more after right. that because you know, I was like, I was done. Yeah, I hear you. So he he came up to me and he was like, he threw his wallet next to me and got wow. all hyped and stuff. It was like, oh, money match me. You you're talking, you know, you're talking crap on the forums or whatever. Yikes. Okay. All right. So I was like, you know, I beat you already, and I beat you pretty convincingly. <laughs> I don't need to, I don't need to play you for money. Now, did you have a translator, or were you just giving him the nah. East Coast, you know, talking shit? I just, oh, I just, I just told him. Yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> okay. He, he was like, so he was like, even he wanted to play me for money too, and I was okay. like. No, I'm tired of whatever. He was like, oh, you making excuses or whatever. And I'm like, you making excuses because I, I bodied you already. Oh, shit. All right. So there was some back and forth. Oh, there was no language barrier here, I take it. Yeah, he, he, he was he was really upset. Okay, all right. So you could tell. You felt like it wasn't like uh, you, he wasn't kidding. You felt like it was legit. He was seriously upset. Yeah, he he he. Looked, I saw the anger, and he he was okay. mad. I got you. All right. So that, was there any kind of conclusion? I assume you didn't play him, which was probably the right thing to do. And what was the conclusion? Conclusion was uh, Juan wanted to body him real long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, all so right. They, so, so they had to, like, restrain them, too, and stuff. And no then, way. You know, Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't realize it was that kind of drama. Jesus Christ. All right, cool. That sounds like a pretty good post-tournament excitement. I like that. All right, man. <laughs> I, I Actually, what's funny is uh, just the other day I was uh, playing against Nin, and I brought this up. And I was like, yo, man, I heard you were pretty pissed off and everything. And he tried playing it off like, you know, oh, he was just kidding and stuff. But I don't know, man. When I mentioned it, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell, you know. I can't tell. I wasn't there. But maybe he was serious. Maybe he was kidding. I heard he had a temper back in the day. So I don't know what the deal is with that. <laughs> but anyway, so let me ask you about, you know, the scene right now in New York. I mean, you guys, you and Fab have specifically, have really um, proven yourselves to be two of the best players in the country. I mean, you guys are consistently doing really well, and a lot of people are probably thinking, you know, where the fuck did these guys come from? You know, you guys, like, all, out of nowhere are just consistently doing really well. I mean, what do you feel uh, is happening in the New York Tekken scene that's uh, allowed you guys to rise to this level of uh, comp competitive gameplay? We used to uh, we used to play with Sparrowgen a lot when he, right. he was a top player back then. Yeah. So so uh, we just like Sparrowgen and Brian H were dominating the the Tekken Five and DR scene for a very long time. Yeah. So we was like you know we we need to step up because mm -hmm. nobody nobody else is beating these guys. Yeah. So you just climbed to the top from there, huh? Just because these two guys were up there and you wanted to take them down. Yeah, we, we wanted to take them down. And from there, you know, we kept practicing stuff. And, like, we eventually uh, I, we eventually got to, to beat Brian H. and, uh, and Spirogen. Okay. So, the, uh, as far as I know, neither of them play anymore. Am I, am I correct about that? Yeah, they, they both don't play no more. They both, they both pretty much retired. That's a shame. Both of them were really good players. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, life takes over or whatever. Um, so, right now, I mean, you guys have quite a few pretty strong players in New York. Do you guys pull a lot of... Uh, decent numbers in tournaments or is it kind of lackluster like it is in most of the rest of the country um the tournament scene is like nobody's really playing too much over here so yeah. it's like so like tournaments a lot of tournaments are getting canceled and stuff oh okay so it's like it's we it's, it's you know it's not that much people to play with besides like fab works late so i play him sometimes yeah and blowhawk lives all the way in queens so we get a session here today, but we we don't play too much down here. Yeah, it's kind of it seems that way across the country these days. I mean, there's a few sessions here and there, but 
because of the lack of, you know, good arcades, and people are really cheap around here, at least, so it's kind of hard to get a lot of competition going, but I feel like it's gonna, there's going to be a resurgence in the next few weeks because of EVO. I mean, EVO is the big Olympics of fighting games, so are you planning on making it to EVO this year? I'm trying real hard to, to, to go to EVO, but I most likely will, will be there. Okay, well, everyone, everyone wants to see you there. I guarantee you that, because you know you're, you've uh, you've put your name out there. Everyone's like, "Who the fuck is this guy, GM?" You know, so <laughs> everyone wants to see you there, including me. So, uh, enough about tournaments and all that shit. Let's talk. Let's get down to the nitty gritty of Tekken, dude. I want to know because I respect you a lot for sticking to one character, not counterpicking. As far as I've seen, you've stuck, you know, religiously to Lee. A- am I correct about that? Yeah, since uh, 5.0, I have not switched the character in tournament. Yeah, yeah I, I respect that a lot because, you know, it's kind of difficult when sometimes you run into a situation where you feel like it's hopeless to just stick to your character. So I really respect that. And uh, in general, what, what, made you, what made you pick Lee in the first place? What drew you to him? I seen some combo video a long time ago for like 5.0 because I used to be a Mishima player. Right. But like I talked to a realist from TNY. Uh-huh. He was like, uh, Mishima's uh, a bit harder to use, so I just... I just stopped playing with him and like Lee. Lee looked like an easier character to use, and I um, and he looked cool to me. I seen some combo video by some Long Island player called Sadie, something like that. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't remember his tag too much. Right. And I like his combos and stuff, so I was like, let me pick up Lee. Plus, nobody used him, so I want to be like a like an underdog type dude and use a character that that wasn't represented. Or anything. Yeah, I hear that. And, All right, and cool. Cool. Was bad and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, I hear that, man. That's exactly how I think too. Unfortunately, he's not so bad these days. He's one of the better characters in the whole game. Unfortunately for me, I mean. So, moving on to that, how do you feel he falls on the tier list as far as, you know, uh, being a good character overall? I think he has a lot of tools now, but I think he's he's just solid mid-mid in this game. Really? You don't feel like he cracks the top five? A lot of people have said he does, but I, I particularly, I, I don't think he cracks top five, but I think he's just shy. I think he's really good. Yeah, he's he's probably like at least number eleven or ten. Okay, okay, that's that's up there, the the upper part of the cast. Now, overall, do you feel like he has any particularly good or bad matchups in the game? I think he does real good against Leo. Okay. Uh, he could he could punish Leo's mostly all of Leo's uh, primary good moves like down four two from any distance, where down four four. Okay. Uh, her knockdown low from from crouch, I think right. Fierce Crouch four. Yeah. He could punish her while staying two three. Plus she's real slow, so it's really easy for Lee to counter hit her. Okay, yeah, he's a he's pretty much a counter hit character, right? With the magic four yeah. and what is it two two three? Yeah, two two three ten yeah, frame counter. Yeah, that one's really good too. In fact, I remember I recall hearing um, Rain say that he doesn't even like playing most characters against Lee. And if I recall correctly, he counter picked against you at strong style, and he picked Bob. To be yeah. true. Is that right? Yeah, I remember yes. him picking Bob because he felt that Lee was too good at counter-hitting most of his other characters and that Bob was a better matchup against Lee. So do you feel like Bob's a decent matchup against Lee? How do you feel like that matchup falls? I, I think actually if the Bob player knows how to fight a Lee player, the, the matchup is pretty bad. Really? For Lee? Yeah, because uh, Bob, he outranges Lee with his jabs. Yeah. Plus, Bob is a counter-hit character too. Yeah, that's right. So it's pretty hard to get get Bob off of Lee when he's jab crushing him because uh, down three doesn't instant high crush no more. Right. And uh, Bob has a full launch full launch crouch from full launch full ah, <laughs> full launch uh, launcher from crouch. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, how bad is uh, Lee's down three on block? It's actually minus fifteen. Uh huh. 
So is, there, is, is the Hitman cancelled? Does that change the frame that on that? Only in 6.0 it was like that. And, and, and BR is back to just being minus 15 any way you do it. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah, I was watching you at MLG and you were doing down three and it was getting blocked and you were doing Hitman cancel low parry. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? This guy is out of control. So, I mean, I didn't even know what was happening there, but it looked fantastic. I was like, shit, dude, maybe I might pick Lee. That shit looked real cool, dude. Your low pokes, what is that low poke? I think it's down back three or down back four. Um, what's the command for that? It's um, You use it all day long. It's so good. Uh, down down back three, I'm, I believe it looks like Law's down back three. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, you were using that move so well. I mean, I could tell your opponents were getting so pissed. When I when I was watching you play against Nin, I was thinking, man, Nin is going to throw his wallet at this motherfucker later. He's so pissed, dude. And lo and behold, I was correct about that. So that yeah. shit that shit was pretty cool, man. I really like seeing that. So you feel like any other really good or bad matchups with Lee that are worth mentioning? I think Lee does real good against Steve. Okay. What's, also, what's the uh, reason for that? Um, mostly cause uh, Steve can't punish Lee really hard for anything. Like he really? blocks down three, he only gets while staying two three. Okay. Uh, my while staying launcher, uh, while staying two three, uh-huh. he only gets Sonic fan. Oh yeah. Down three stops a lot of um Steve's game too. So. Yeah, his his big major high attacks, right? Like back one and stuff like that. Yeah, and like Lee could really lame him out and just cause Lee's keep out is real good, so. Mm-hmm. If you keep keeping out uh, Steve and annoying him with down three to stop doing jab pressure and whatnot, yeah. it's going to be really hard for Steve to, to beat Lee because he can't back one of them if, uh, if he's getting spaced out the whole day. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. <clears throat> Any others? It sounded like you were going to mention another good matchup that Lee has. Um, Good matchup? Let me let me see. Um, Miguel. He does real good against Miguel. Really? I, I, <laughs> Fab's a Miguel player too, huh? So... You must have really good uh, experience in, in that matchup. Explain to me why he does so well. Because uh, Lee's Magic 4 beats out, like, all of Miguel's options because, you know, most of Miguel's mix-up comes from down forward 1. Right. So that that really annoys the Miguel play. Plus 2-2-3 two, two, stops, like, all Savage Stance mix-ups. Really interesting. So it's, it's really hard for for Miguel play to... He has to be real careful to start an offense only. That's why I feel like it's a bad matchup for Miguel. Fab also doesn't like the matchup at all, neither. Interesting. Okay, so you were saying uh, a bad matchup for Lee was Bob. Do you feel yeah, like Bob. there's any other really bad matchups for that character? Um, Ling Zayu. Really interesting. Go elaborate on that. Uh, Lee, um, Ling is really quick, so it's really hard to counter hit her because a down fold on I believe is like eight frames or some nonsense like that or nine. Right. Also, Lee doesn't really have any tools to hit Ling out of size to AOP. Really. Yeah, so it's really hard for Lee to the um to gain momentum in that match. Yeah, I can imagine. If you don't have anything to stop Art of Phoenix, I mean, it could be a headache. Uh, like, you know, they don't even have to think about that shit. Art of Phoenix, and boom, you're up in the air for a juggle. So I can imagine that. I mean, personally, I don't have that much experience playing against Lee, but I pretty much know his move list and all that stuff. So, I mean, just generally speaking, if if you don't have anything for Art of Phoenix, I can understand that being a tough matchup. Like, so, yes. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, some stuff to hit out of, out of Phoenix, but like sidestep out of out of Phoenix uh-huh. doesn't really have anything to really hit her out of. Plus, really? since she's so quick, yeah, she takes Lee's counter hit game out of the window. You can't really counter hit Lee. Interesting. Okay, all right. So, any any other particularly bad matchups or good matchups you think are worth mentioning? Specifically, maybe like towards the higher tier characters. I mean, higher tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Um, 
Oh, against higher tier characters. Let me see. Because, uh... I mean, I would imagine, you know, you're one of the better lead players in the country, and it doesn't matter, you know, it's you're only going to be worrying about some, you know, really top-tier players, and usually top-tier players are using pretty top-tier characters. So, I mean, are there any situations where you're exceedingly confident or perhaps you feel like the character matchup is really terrible? Bruce is kind of even, but it's a little hard because of how good Bruce's side step is. Right, yeah. Least, least tracking isn't so good, so that matchup is a little bit, it's a little bit like, eh. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Brian versus Lee is pretty, it's pretty, I think it's pretty even. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine that because, you know, Lee's a faster counter-hit character, and Brian is definitely a slower character, so, you know. But, yeah, that's also a little hard, too, because Lee's offense isn't so great when it comes to his lows, because he loses momentum when he hits you with a low. Is that right? So it, it's pretty it's pretty hard to stay on Brian. You, you got to be a pretty good lead player to, to create a good offense on Brian. Yeah. Most of his stuff either spaces you out on hit or you lose momentum. Yeah. I, I mean, this is pretty much the first time I'm having a conversation with you. I don't really know, um, you know, what type of a player you are, whether you count frames or if you're that type of a methodical player. I mean, generally, do you do you do frame data uh, charts and count frames and stuff like that, or do you just play by feel and go with the flow? I, I play. I'm very frame heavy when it comes to playing. Right. Okay. Because, like, uh, Lee Lee doesn't really have any frame traps. Right. But you have to, you know, know the speed of moves to be able to know when, when a counter hits somebody. Yeah. Or, like, also to, for 2-2-3 two, two, setups. Yeah. Like, uh, if somebody hits you with a move on hit, mm-hmm. so you know when you're able to 2-2-3 two, two, him if he does, like, a slower mid after, like, plus 3 or something. Or, like, yeah. after frame advantage. So you really know, need to, I really, like, focus on, on seeing uh, how my opponent presses buttons. Yeah, okay, okay, I hear that. And and generally you're you're overall a pad player, right? Do you even play stick at all or is it 100% pad? Yeah, I only play stick. I only play pad. I only play stick when I play Street Fighter, but that that's pretty rarely. Okay, interesting. And do you feel like overall pad uh has an advantage or a disadvantage uh in just overall? I think pad is probably a little easier to like uh move, mm-hmm. but to for overall better movement, I think stick is a little better. Okay, interesting. Now, just to wrap things up, uh, what what are your feelings on the top five characters in the game? Uh, it doesn't have to be in a specific order, but who do you guys feel like uh, the top five characters in Tekken 6 are? I think um, Lars. Okay. Um, Brian. Right. Um, let me see. Uh, Bruce, of course, Bruce. Okay. Then I think uh, Bob. All right, that's four. Bob and... Uh, Last but not least, um, let me let me see what other character is pretty good. Um, number five could probably be like Roger, probably most likely. Are you serious, man? I think you, just, you just threw a wrench in my gears, dude. I don't even know what's going on. You're telling me that Roger is better than Law, Lily, Elisa. I mean, you, you after it's like after playing. I don't know if you heard of this guy called Naklam. Yeah, I've heard of him. I have heard of him. That that Roger stuff is nonsense. Like off of one juggle without walls, he could take like a hundred damage. Really? Yeah, he's, that character hurts a lot. Plus his tracking is really good. He doesn't really have any flaws. Interesting. Huh. Well, I mean, I'm I'm really surprised that you would put Roger ahead of, you know, like those characters, like I said, Lily or uh, uh, you know, Law especially. But it's probably it's probably because Law. I have so much experience against Law. Okay. That I have no fear against him, and like he has no good mids neither. So, 
Interesting, huh? I don't really think anything anything to be scared of him besides like DSS parry or like block punishment. Interesting. You know, I'm really glad I asked you this question because nine out of ten times everyone's gonna say the same shit that everyone else says. You know, the best characters. But this is really interesting. I'm actually really curious to play. What did you say his name was? Naklam. Yeah. Maybe we'll get that clown on here on the show and see what he has to say, because uh, that's <laughs> real interesting. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, man, I, I feel like I better get on that as soon as I can. Cool, man. So uh, is there anything else you want to say to uh, the people listening, if you want to talk some shit or call anyone out or call anyone a bitch, excluding me? Uh, you know, feel free to say whatever you want, man. I want to give a shout-out to Fab, who's my teammate for 4-H, and shout-out for for the company I'm in, Empire Acadia. For sure. And um, also, uh, I want to give a shout-out to all the lead players, you know, that, that supported me and whatnot on the stream. Cool. And, uh... What uh, Let me see. Uh, what else? Um, shout out to the Koreans. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't want to call anyone out or talk some shit to anyone. Nah, it's cool that I, I, you know, I, you know, I give respect to the Koreans when I, especially Home Man. He's my, he's actually my favorite player. A lot of people don't know this, even okay. before I even met him before. So you know. So he's he's your favorite player overall, or just favorite Korean player? He's my favorite player overall. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I recently played that guy, and he's fucking good. So, I mean, he is consistently doing well in all these tournaments. So, you know, and he's a cool guy overall. He's a nice guy, real humble. So I like that guy, too. So no no other, uh, you know, you don't feel like calling anyone a bitch or anything, huh? Um, Call someone a bitch, dude. Come on. Call me a bitch, at least. Oh, <laughs> uh, let me see. I just want to tell people I feel like I'm, I'm definitely the best lead player right now. Well, that's without a doubt. I mean, I don't think anyone has anything to say about that. But say something more profound, man. Tell everyone you're the best player. Tell everyone that they can suck your cock or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm pretty much the, the best the best player right now. Especially, All right, I like that. I'm, best lead player in the world, I think. Okay, yeah, well, I, I definitely agree with you. I have not seen anyone on that level since, like, help me, and I think that fool's in the Korean War now or some shit. He's in the Army, so he's out of the picture. So, I mean, yeah, without a doubt, I give you all the credit in the world. You did really well. Mad props to you, uh, and, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Thanks, man. No no problem. Yeah, for sure, dude. All right, good luck at the, you know, future tournaments. I hope to see you at EVO. And, you know, hopefully we'll see you there and get some games. No doubt, man. You too. All right. Take it easy, pal. All right, man. All right. Thank everybody for listening, uh, tuning in. We're going to hopefully get as many uh, podcasts as we can out there. Uh, I'm not making any promises because I've got a lot of shit to do. But, you know, I'm going to try and do it as often as possible. Um, and I'll let you guys know early. Uh, who the next uh, guest is going to be, so maybe you guys can shoot me some questions for him, but nothing retarded, because I'm not going to ask him stupid shit. You know, just legit questions, and only if I feel like asking him. Uh, anyway, please tune in for next time. All right, guys, take it easy.